0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Shopper channel coming to you with another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe button, and notification bell as we get going. I'm not going to even pretend to smile. Jose Barrios Day could not have gone better to start. Five earned runs from Mr. Barrios today. Everything we wanted. If you bet first five, congratulations. uh, Yay for that. But I thought that the over seven and a half projected out the best. It was the largest bet I've made all season long. And it came half a run short. Uh, It was a very painful day in the MLB streets. But there were still some highlights. I mean, Houston minus one and a half was easiest cover maybe ever. Uh, Lots of runs going uh, down there in Houston. But Overall, you when know, I'm coming to you a little bit later, one of the main reasons I don't always get to be able to recap my nights is the nights are generally going on as I'm doing these shows, and so I can't tell you what my results are uh, when I start recording this, but tonight got started a little bit later, uh, which means you get to see my pain in real time, uh, but you know what is not painful, getting free money in your account, and right now we have two great deals going on for you. You can see in the bottom corner here, we got DraftKings, we got BetMGM. If you sign up at either one of those, there's specific states, they have different things going on with each. You go to the video description box below, you click on those links. DraftKings FanDuel, you're going to bet $5 to get 200 at DK. At BetMGM, you bet 10 to get 200 or at certain states, they also have uh the the free bet up to $1000. So, you got two different kind of offers that are showing up with BetMGM, but both of those can be found in the description box below because then on these t- painful days like today, at least you played with some house money, Uh, whereas I did not. So it was unenjoyable in that kind of regard. But we're back to the drawing board on Wednesday. Lots of great spots. Another 15-game slate, which means we should be able to find some spots that we really want to be invested in. And, hey, I can't play baseball for the guys. I can't make those decisions when they decide to, you know, Anthony Rizzo trying to do whatever he did in the ninth inning. It was just apocalyptic. But we move on. Today's a new day. Let's get to Wednesday's picks. Yeah, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for Cincy and Pittsburgh. No, I'm not fired up for Cincy and Pittsburgh. It's Luis Sessa for the visitors, Bryce Wilson for the Bucks, and Sessa incessantly bad with a 43.4% hard hit rate, a 435 expected slugging, a mere 18.2% K rate, but pitching against the Pirates, that's useful. But Wilson on the other side is somehow worse than him. That's wild to me. A 366x Woba, a 299 expected batting average, a 490 expected slugging. Those all really stand out to me. It's just ridiculous, and I can't get it. I, I do get it. The bat offenses are bad. That's what I'm trying to say. But both teams do have some semblance of talent from the left side, as in left-handed batters that are pretty decent, uh, which makes me intrigued to just take it over here as a like, to just start my day off. So what do you say we could lay by the bay and eat some hay? I just may. Over of five. Over of eight. I don't even know why I said five. Five is not even a remotely realistic thing that's going on. Over of eight. That is the play that I like. Don't go ahead, Eric. You can get it done. Well, this is a feel-good story here. We have Tyler Glassnow returning for the race up against Tristan McKenzie and the Guardians. And for those who do not know, Glassnow is one of the best arms in the game when healthy. I love this dude. And after all of the spider tack stuff from last season when they canceled the midseason and you saw Garrett Cole disintegrate into a million pieces, Tyler Glassnow was the one who was the most outspoken about it and how it led to his elbow injury and subsequent Tommy John surgery. Now, this is his appearance. This is his debut on the season on, what, September 28th? So he's only going to go 45 pitches based on the reports that I have here. But if you go to Twitter, type in Durham Bulls, September 23rd, watch him striking out the side in the first with some of the filthiest stuff imaginable. You'll see why I'm talking about why this totals at 6.5. By the way, Twitter, amazing research mechanism for all things baseball. Anyways, McKenzie, on the other side of this one is no slouch himself. He's coming off some wicked outings in his past three. Only five earned, 22 innings, 26 strikeouts. That's almost nine per outing in those appearances. In other words, no wonder he has a sub one whip and near three ERA on the year. So I know it's six and a half almost everywhere besides points bet that has it up at seven. So I am going to be taking the under of seven. I like that. But if you're going to see six and a half, which I'm seeing at almost every other book, It is not nearly as good of a play. That is why shopping for odds matters so much. At six and a half, definite pass. Although, the quality of these two pitchers, I would like it if they were stretched out. But knowing Glass now is only getting 45 pitches tops makes under seven the only one that I'm intrigued by. Off to a pitching matchup that only I am going to be enjoying tomorrow. Daniel Lynch versus Matt Manning. (sighs) Manning. Matt Daniel Lynch is terrible. Let's just be dead serious. He's awful. 47.3% hard hit, uh, hard hit percentage, 274 expected batting average and a 446 expected slugging the lefty. He ain't it. But Matt Manning, I've talked about it quite a bit here. He's a guy that I think has started to turn a corner in Kansas city, bringing a lot of weaker bats at the back half of that lineup. if he can get by the likes of sweet Melendez. I like that I did that bit. Uh, Sal Sal Perez, you've got the usual boppers at the top of that lineup, you know, Bobby Witt Jr. Those guys, if you can get by them, it should be pretty smooth sailing for Matt Manning who has seen drastic improvement in hard hit down to around 37%. The Ks I would like to see go up from 18.3%, but at least you get that KC matchup. It's tasty. It's useful. I think the under is kind of where I'm going to be leaning uh, in this direction and not just leaning but liking so we're going to be going under evade as the third game of the day next on the board it's jake Rizzi, former twin himself going up against josiah gray who's a guy that i do think is a decent enough young arm i don't think that there's anything uh that's going to blow you away in terms of his, his, sur- of his surface stats but under underneath it all 37.1 hard hit 219 expected batting average and a nifty 24.2 percent k rate but you know what He has a Washington Nationals lineup backing him, which is a lot like, I don't know, Southwest Texas biblical playing football against Alabama. And that is what we're running into here. Jay Coderizzi on the other side, 34.2% hard hit, a two fifty six expected batting average, an 18.9% K rate doesn't really look all that good. But did you know he has the Atlanta Braves lineup that just, you know, put the spanking on Paulo Espino? Wish I had bet that one. I don't know why I didn't, considering I said Paulo Espino was terrible, but just one of those things where... I I just got to be able to trust it. And when you see a lineup that's just dominating another team like Washington, you lock button a minus one and a half on the run line. That is what I should have done on Tuesday. Yet one of the million mistakes that I made throughout the day of Tuesday, but Wednesday we will not make that mistake again. I think it makes a good parlay piece. I think it's makes a straight, great great straight up bet, which is what I'm going to do. Minus minus one thirty. That could be north of one minus 150, and I would still borderline consider it. So at minus 130, it goes in the lock play territory. I'm gonna make this short and sweet, guys. You head to the video description box below. You got DraftKings. You sign up over there if you haven't already. You bet five dollars on any of the money lines that we have going for the NFL, for Thursday night football, for college football over the weekend, for Sunday football. That is what we're looking at doing. Head there, bet $5, get $200. And then for BetMGM, you do the same thing, but you bet $10 to get $200. There's only three qualifying states that we have going for right now for that. Otherwise, it's a risk-free bet. I would take advantage of either one of those. They each have their pluses and minuses to them. But these no-brainer offers, they're not going to last forever. You want to sign up at DraftKings? Now's the time. Get that free money. And then BetMGM, if you haven't signed up there, most of you guys haven't, take advantage of that offer right now. All righty, back to the picks. How does a broken man even begin to talk about what just took place on Tuesday? I I, I don't even know how to get through this segment without at least a tear. That hook, man, seven runs, seven runs through six innings, five earned from Jose Barrios, everything lining up, the stars aligned, and then you just got shamboozled. Bases loaded, double play in the eighth. Uh, Man on first and third for the Jays double play. I mean, it was some of the most painful stuff. The strike zone was the size of freaking Everest. I don't even know what happened that made me lose that bet on Tuesday, but I do. will say this is when you get back in that saddle and you ride, baby, you ride. We've got Garrett Cole versus Mitch white. And look, Garrett Cole, I've been giving him the benefit of the doubt quite frequently on this show. He's just one of the elite pitchers in the game with a 32.6% K rate, a 2.12 expected batting average and a 2.83 x woba. But when he's giving up contact, it's going long and far with 39.6% hard hit percentage. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Toronto, they have some bats in their lineup and for me on the other side is where it gets really fun. Mitch White is a gas can. The way that I put it The Dodgers did not want Mitch White. They were happy to part with Mitch White. And you know what the Dodgers are this season? They are all in on winning a World Series. So for me, that's kind of the alarm bells that I have going. So when you see a guy like Mitch White with a 5.12 ERA, a 1.41 whip, and a 1-6 record on the season, knowing he has the Toronto lineup behind him, that means you're not good at pitching. And that means that I am intrigued doing the same things. I will say I'm going to prioritize the over as a like, I'm going to get a New York Yankees play in as well. These are things that I just have to go back to the well on. It's pretty slim money, slim juice to be paying, minus 125 with Garrett Cole versus Mitch White. So I'm going to be taking part of that, but I think the play I like a little bit more. Both of these lineups, hard to neglect, you know, that judge guy. He seems pretty good. Stanton, Torres, Rizzo, it's back to full strength. And Toronto, great bats on the other side. Give me the over of seven and a half. It was cool in Fenway on Tuesday, but boy, were the bats hot, hot, hot. I'll never do that again. And now we get Dean Kramer versus Rich Hill a night after 11 bullpen arms and 13 total pitchers were used. I think you know where I'm going with this one. We are going to like ourselves a little bit of the over here. That's what happens. And it's one of those things where I don't always get to give you guys all the analysis about what just happened the night before. But in this instance, I get that opportunity. You saw tons of runs and you know how I feel about this uh, Baltimore pitching staff it's not good and Dean Kramer is no exception a 262 expected batting average a 17.4 percent K rate and Rich Hill on the other side he is washed he's trying to get by with weak contact 35.1 percent he throws that curveball seam of uh, four seamer combo and then has these garbage cutter sliders that really don't do anything you're looking at a pitcher that's just over the hill I enjoyed that one. But you know what? I'm going to be lock-buttoning a play here. It's the over. When you see bullpens get this taxed in the beginning of a series, I know we have expanded rosters, but it's really hard to see nine. Nine, knowing that you're going to be getting such weak pitchers on the mound for part two. You didn't see closers, but you saw some really, really taxed bullpens. So if either team can really get to the other one early, you're going to be seeing some problems. So Baltimore-Boston, I got my eye on you, baby, and it is strong hitting that over of nine. Should have gone with my gut. Another mistake on Tuesday, not betting the Marlins, the fish themselves. Carrasco, he's been inconsistent, and I knew it. I was getting a lot of plus money to go to Miami. Didn't do it, but such is life. We kind of run into a pretty similar situation here on Tuesday as a talented Marlins pitcher in Jesus Lizardo takes on an inferior arm in Taiwan Walker, and yet the inferior arm is the one getting minus 200 plus money. I get it, but do you know how good Jesus lazardo has been? He's got around a 29% K rate, a 218 expected batting average, and most impressively to me, even though he has a 9% walk rate, he has a 289 xwoba on the season. Anything underneath 300 in that department is sublime. Well, you have over that for Taiwan Walker 312x Woba in 18.7% K rate is less than 10% less than Jesus Lazardo has, or it's over 10% less than Jesus Lazardo has. And you're looking at a guy who's just, I don't know, he's going to face some decent enough lefties. I mean, if Bleday, who's hitting under two hundred right now, one of the better hitting prospects in baseball, you get him out of Marlins Park, you get all of these Marlins out of Marlins Park, and I expect more offensive capabilities. So this is not something you package together in your parlays. This is definitely on the quote unquote riskier side. I know a lot of you guys are looking for those locks, things that hit 60, 65% of the time. This isn't it. But this is a lot better than minus 195, minus 200 that I'm looking at across the board in terms of the Mets. So if I'm seeing plus 175 for the Marlins, that's kind of an auto bet for me. So yes, I should have done it on Tuesday. I knew the inconsistencies there for Carrasco. The same situation. Shows up for us on Wednesday. We will not pass up on it. A small play on the Marlins' money line. Oh, cool. Another bet I lost. The White Sox, they were disappointing on Tuesday, but so was absolutely everything in my life. I couldn't even be happy with the Twins winning a game. That's how bad it was. Oh, And now we're looking at Johnny Cueto versus Josh Winder. And Johnny Cueto, if you've seen the show before, you know that I'm not... He gets by on deception. He's just your elderly, wildly veteran at this point in time. He has nothing nothing in the strikeout department, 15.2%. It's about as low as it gets for starting pitchers in baseball. Well, except for Josh Winder on the other side, fellow righty, 15.5%, pretty identical to that of Cueto. I'm not all that encouraged by everything we're seeing from these two, but it's still so difficult for me. Now with the Twins, this version of their lineup, a lot of mismatch hodgepodge pieces day in, day out. And the White Sox, I would much rather have them uh, be targeted up against a lefty than a righty here in this spot. So as bad as Winder is, as much as I don't like his stuff, I don't know if I want to be doing anything in this game. I'm going to lean the over of 7.5 purely because I don't believe in the pitchers, and I think there's enough pop in this Minnesota lineup in some spots where it could come to fruition. But as of right now, it is not going to be making my card. One of the bright spots on a day like Tuesday where all your bets feel like they lose other than Houston minus 1.5. Shout out to them. Thanks, homies. You the real ones, even though I hate your baseball team. Uh, we have Philadelphia, a team that I easily could have added to the betting card on Tuesday, and I just didn't pull the trigger. Wednesday, mm, I'm more intrigued. You have Aaron Nola versus Hunter Wesne- or Hayden Wesneski. Excuse me. Uh, He's been fantastic. I should put some respect on that name so far. A 155 expected batting average, a 28.6% K rate, and a 32.1% hard hit percentage. And that's over 56 batted ball events, so not a zero sample size. Obviously, he's later in the game here so far. But what we've seen out of him, the combination of a four-seamer slider change and cutter... All seems to be working pretty well for him. And Aaron Nola on the other side, well, he has 10x the sample size of one Hayden Wesneski, a 505 batted ball events, a 31.5% hard hit percentage, a 28.7% K rate over a much larger sample than Wesneski, and a 3.8% walk rate. He's as elite as it gets. Now, We don't know what that wind direction is going to be. That's why you never see totals out here early uh, on Tuesday. So Wednesday morning, I'll kind of see what we're looking at in that direction. So hit me up if you're curious on Twitter at Eric Lindquist, or uh, if you guys head to the premium discord, stochastic.com slash Lindy, sign up using promo code ELinsider, and you can come tilt the crap out of stuff that doesn't hit like that New York one yesterday. But you know what else? We have more winners than losers, and that's the goal. So we're looking at Philadelphia. That's going to be where I'm leaning as of right now before we have anything else going. I'm going to be more intrigued by maybe taking an under with two pitchers that seem to be pretty damn good. Well, NOLA we know is damn good. But Philadelphia minus one and a half. If you made me pull the trigger on something right now that's available on the board, that would be where I go. Interesting line to say the very, very least here. We've got the Cardinals and Brewers, Southpaw Jose Quintana versus righty stud Brandon Woodruff. And I know Milwaukee is far from world beaters against lefties with their 89 WRC plus, but we're talking about Q versus Brandon Woodruff. And if you ask me, it's a little bit of a mismatch. In St. Louis, they hit both sides really, really hard. They're both really, really good. But overall, we've had a lot enough sample size to know Brandon Woodruff is an elite pitcher, and he's done nothing this season to stray us away from that idea. A 30.1% K rate, a 279 ex-WOBA, and a 213 expected batting average. It's just a fact. The, the, the stuff is elite. So a 3.19 expected ERA is identical to his 3.19 ERA on the season. That's good stuff, and he's just a way better pitcher. And laying minimal juice here in this spot to get Milwaukee... I think I got to do it. I don't trust in Q. I trust a lot more in Woodruff, even though he hasn't been as ridiculous as he's been in years past. So I'm going to be like play with a Milwaukee Brewers little money line. Yeah. I'm never doing that again either. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. What a spot we have here in store for Wednesday. We're looking at the Diamondbacks and the Astros, and it is my boy. Yes, my boy. I'm taking ownership over him. Zach Gallen going up against Justin Verlander. And it is bright red across the screen on Baseball Savant. With Zach Gallen a 2.77 xwoba, a 2.59 xwoba for Justin Verlander? A 27.1 percent K rate for Zach Gallen is better than Justin Verlander's 26.9 percent K rate, even if slightly. Both have sub seven percent walk rates. Both have around 2.12 expected batting averages. I mean, if you swap if you swap their uniforms and you didn't see who was throwing the ball, you would know. That they were, if you just saw the numbers on the surface, you would see the exact same kind of a picture. Now, that being said, one gets a lot better spot than the other. Houston, a far more potent lineup. But another benefit of doing the show later today, Jordan Alvarez got removed from the game with an ankle tweak. And we have six and a half. That number hasn't changed, not since I just bet it. So here you go. Our last lock play of the day is actually an under of 6.5 for Verlander and Gallen. These are two pitchers I just find to be elite. And I know Houston is a potent offense and can get to just about any hitter, but I'd like to see them go after Zach Gallen here in this spot with his 2.46 ERA, 6.5% walk rate, 339 X wobacon which is a career best for him. Everything stands out for both of these pitchers, yes, both of these pitchers, to be elite on Wednesday. Next up, we get to the West Coast. We've got the Oakland Athletics facing the Halos, Adrian Martinez versus Michael Lorenzen. And uh, once again, for you loyal watchers of the show, you know that I got to meet Michael Lorenzen once upon a time and nothing against him and his family, but he's just not a very good pitcher. And that hasn't changed my opinion of it. So I'm looking at this as being an offensive spot for both teams. And yeah, The Angels, they're the ones with the heavy money. Similar story to Tuesday, where I don't want to be laying minus 185, minus 195 kind of juice to be backing a team with nothing to play for. That game is 3-3 as it stands right now, Uh, early on, actually pretty early on there. So Patrick Sandoval not exactly having his best stuff in this spot. And that just tells you the top of this Oakland lineup. I like a lot more than most people do. And the Angels lineup, everybody likes the top of the lineup. But if you don't like Renifo, Trout, and Otani, I really don't know what to tell you. Oh, and no, not to besmirch the great name of Taylor Ward either. So I'm going to be leaning over eight and a half as I don't believe in either of these pitchers stuff. You've got a 367 uh, ex-WOBA for Adrian Martinez. Yeah, it's a lot better with the Lorenzen at 314, but I see a lot of offense in this one think I'm going to add it to the card, but it hasn't quite made it as of right now. Yet another spot that feels exactly like Tuesday. It feels like deja vu in a lot of these places. You get lefty Julio Urias versus Joe Musgrove. Variety there for San Diego. And a lot of these San Diego pitchers have been nails as of late. Blake Snell off to a really strong start at the beginning of this Dodgers game, but I'm just looking at Udias and and Musgrove as two pitchers you don't really want to be screwing with at this given time. And Joe Musgrove, he had seen a little bit of regression, and we had started to try to take advantage of some of that. He's back to his normal self over the course of this season, a 32.5% hard hit percentage and just a 24.4% carry, which is identical to Udias. But both of them are limiting hard contact so well. 32.5% for Musgrove and 30% for Urdius. Sure, you do get Brandon Drury back in that lineup, another guy for the Padres who could do some damage against lefties. But overall, it's a very top-heavy lineup on both sides of this one. I get the Dodgers' offense could be potent 1-9 through any given day, but this is an elite pitcher in Musgrove. It's an elite pitcher in Urdius. And that, for me, makes me lean the under of 7.5. Yes, both offenses are ridiculous. So if you wanted to steer clear of the atmosphere over San Diego Wouldn't completely hate it, but I'm leaning that way. And this is probably the fringe play for me on this card that is actually going to be making it come tomorrow. Okay, well, this is kind of anticlimactic for these last two games. We have no lines available in either one of them because there's only one pitcher announced. We've got Texas facing Seattle for a second straight night here. Robbie Ray got off to a sluggish start here in this spot, but... The only one that we know is going to be for sure pitching is Texas starter, Martin Perez with his 2.90 ERA, 1.25 whip. You kind of know by now, he's a guy that has just found improvement later on than you would expect in his career from being a gas can to being actual serviceable big league pitcher through means of uh, weak contact. 34.6% hard hit percentage looks pretty good to me. Now, I believe the Mariners can line up and have George Kirby give it a go here in this spot. I I don't know if that's for sure. I'm seeing that kind of being the mixed reports around at some spots, but there's no line out because there's no official starter from them. But if it is Kirby, his 282 X Woba, his 24.8% K rate and 3.6% walk rate all look pretty darn good across the board. So for me, I'm going to lean the Texas side just because I expect there's going to be some decent value there to back a pitcher in Perez, who's just gotten better and better as the years have gone on for him and George Kirby starting to show a little bit of signs of late season fatigue. So I'm going to be looking at the Texas side if it is indeed Kirby and our last game of the night. Once again, no line, but one pitcher and one pitcher to rule them all one pitcher to find them except for the exact opposite, because it's terrible. Is Jose Urania going to be getting the ball for the Colorado Rockies? Have you ever heard of tanking in the NBA? Have you ever heard of tanking in the NFL? You know, suck for, I I can't even remember some of them. Put them in the comment description box below. I know that whatever is tank for Tua. There was another one for Trevor Lawrence. I can't remember, but Urania, the exact opposite because they're tanking to have him go get blasted 13.7 percent k rate is awful a 425 expected slugging really really horrendous and look he had some good batted ball luck at the beginning of his tenure here and he's actually been getting a little unlucky 4.83 expected era next to a 5.34 era but that doesn't really tell you anything other than he's still terrible no matter what so jose urania somebody that i'm going to be targeting with these bats on the san francisco side absolutely zero idea who is going to be getting the ball for the San Francisco side. We'll have to get some more information come tomorrow. But if you made me better right now, just knowing Urania on the mound minus one and a half on the run line, that would be the lean. And that would actually be a play as long as the pitcher on the other side has a pulse. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. Head to that video description box below. Let me know. uh, Well, sign up at DraftKings and and BetMGM, of course. But also let me know your favorite bets in the description box below. Put those into the comment section. uh, What you're going to be betting, uh, what plays you liked of mine, or if you're just mad at me because the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays decided not to go over seven and a half runs like they absolutely should have. But you know what? Wednesday... It's a new day. I'm working hard for you guys. And if you want to sign up right now for all of the premium goodies that we have over at the Odd Shopper channel, go to stochastic.com. That is stochastic, S T O uh, K A S T I C dot com slash Lindy slash Lindy isn't me. And then you put in E L insider in caps, all one word together there. Sign up right now. Get in that premium Discord. We are sweating. We're talking baseball and NFL all day long. It's been a blast. Come hang out with us and enjoy it. But most most importantly, sign up at BetMGM. Sign up at DraftKings in the video description box below. All righty. Let's have a better day here on Wednesday. It is time. It is our time, baby. I'll see you guys again on Thursday. Until then, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the MLB streets on Wednesday.